What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with... God, that was crazy. What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you and my co-host... <laughs> Anaya Vogue. Laughing. <laughs> That's why I come and do this with you. It's really uh, for the laughter. Yeah. I, 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 you get like your own comedy show, one-on-one comedy. It's awesome. Yeah. How that, lucky am I? That's what Karen always says. Karen says, you shouldn't do like a Netflix <laughs> special with your comedy. I just want you to go around and do literally one-on-one comedy with anyone you come in contact with. I actually am more about the one-on-one. The one-on-one? In general. Like, the random. Yep. The random comedy. Uh, hey, I want to thank everyone that uh, entered our contest to win Anaya's book. Uh, we are going to be sending those out shortly, picking a winner and sending the book out there. Nine ways that we're screwing up our girls and how we can stop. And I hope you guys are enjoying the texting because uh, it's working so much better mm-hmm. than follow us on Twitter, go to our Facebook page. All over it's the place. It's really simple. Everyone that's hearing our voices right now, if you just text the word parenting to 313131, absolutely free. We pick it all up. We let you know uh, new episodes that are coming out, and we also do a ton of giveaways on there. And shortly, hopefully in the next couple months, we'll start letting you guys know when we're going to be uh, taking our podcast and what we do out on the road. I'm still working on when that'll be. I think it's. I think the first one will be in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So for our Los Angeles listeners, we're going to find a place where Anaya and I can basically do what we do on the show with a guest. Um, I'll do stand-up. We'll probably have some of the comics that have worked with Real Girl. And some of the comics probably even been on the show, kind of all there. And, and, and see if rad parenting in a live setting could, will work. Because will work. I've worked with Anaya live. When we did stand up for uh, girls, stand up for girls, yeah, stand up for girls in April. Was yep. that two events I did or one? One. You did the last one. We've done two two of them so far. So okay. yeah, you did the second one. Yeah, and um, and it was fun working with you in that capacity. Nice. And um, I think it'd just be fun to kind of meet the people that are listening to the show. I do too. So text the word parenting to thirty one thirty one thirty one, and for questions, which this is how we're going to start the show out today. Always send your ideas and comments. Um, not concerns because there's, uh, we have, I have so many concerns in my life right now, as you do as parents that are listening to the show. Anaya, do you got any concerns? Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And please send your concerns. Disregard that. Okay. When I said concerns, I just meant like, I have enough on my plate right now to worry about, uh, questions though. We love from you guys. Um, and all you gotta do is email us at radparenting.com at gmail.com. And all kidding aside, it's really what drives the show, you guys. Uh, and I, I love the fact that we get emails from all over the world mm-hmm. now, yeah. which is crazy. It is. And scary. Who knew when we started this? Yeah. It's scary that I, my dad said to me, I can't believe you co-host a, a parenting podcast. <laughs> and he said, if I hadn't met your kids, I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Because the last, very much looking forward to meeting your father you one know. day. Yes, someday you will. someday I want to have him on the show and just have you interview him. Let's do it. That'd be fun, right? Can you make that happen soon? I I don't know. He li- he lives now in in California or in and San Diego. And he's retired. He's got time. Yeah, he's yeah. there. Yeah, Let's make it happen. Uh, and I also want to get Karen, my wife, on the mm-hmm. show. I've asked her, and she will not do it. Why? I don't know. She's like, it's not. I I won't do that. Oh, we want Karen. And the thing, I'm gonna work on that with her. For everyone that's listening, my, Karen is. It's just. It's. She's so much better than me. You guys would love her. I think. I think it'd be like it would just be Karen and an A podcast after that. She, 
Seriously. <laughs> seriously. All right. Let's jump into it. Uh, so um, I want to go to uh, the emails that we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was an email that came on to a follow-up to our show that we did, um, I want to say, two weeks ago. Yep. And the title of the show was Makeups and Breakups. Right. And it was basically a show that was really dedicated to relationships and our own relationship as parents, our own relationships with our partners, and how those are ref- uh, how our children see that. Yep. And, and it's mirrored. And how they're relationships are affected and we went into we steered into the waters of like teenage breakups right. because at that point I'd overheard a conversation of a, a young girl that just had her first breakup and the parents were what do we do and yeah and and like the guy I am, I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a show on it. And and we did. And we're going to ask Anaya. Yeah. And you know what was great, though, is I sent that to the parents, and they were totally Oh, thankful. awesome. They were like, thank you for doing that. Yay. Um, so with all of that said, uh, we got an email as a follow-up to the show, Makeups and Breakups. Anaya, take it away. Okay. So, yeah. And I'm super excited because I love seeing emails from Canada. Um, and this one was from Carissa in Canada, who has actually emailed us before. So I love that she's such a... Um, dedicated listener. What up, Carissa? Uh, Yeah. Um, And so one of the things that we touched on in that show was actually, you know, we started with the teenage breakup, but we talked about how important it is to start teaching our children to navigate bumps that inevitably are going to happen in any relationship, even in their, you know, elementary school friendships. And Carissa sent us a question saying, you know, my daughter's dealing with this girl at school who definitely falls under the definition of mean girl. And here's some of the things that are happening. You know, the girl's nice for one minute, not the next. I tried having, setting up play dates at the beginning of the school year and, and, you know, my daughter had fun, but then she'd go to school and then be the same old thing. I've been telling her just to stay away from this kid, but that's not really what Anaya said to do in this show. So um, can you elaborate? Yeah. And and what you had said, because you and I both went back and listened to Mm -hmm. it, was don't go for the typical, which... I was like, that's what I would do. Is like, mm-hmm. hey, you're not hanging out with her. We don't need we don't need to be friends with her. And it was more of like a defining moment of your child kind of looking within themselves of why possibly this relationship isn't working. Right. Because it, it's it, the really in the short version of what I was saying was use it as a teachable moment instead of just telling your kid to bail. So the ultimate conclusion may be you know what? This is not, this is clearly not a healthy friendship. You are repeatedly unhappy when you are interacting with this child and you always have the choice about who your friends are, who you spend time with, et cetera, et cetera. But let's go through a few steps before we just tell the kid to bail on the friendship because there are opportunities for them to learn different skills. And that's really what I'd love to speak about today because there's a whole, you know, the next phase of this this topic is... How do we teach our children to set and receive healthy boundaries in their various relationships? And when we can teach children that when they're young, um, they will carry it on through their teenage relationships and then into adulthood, where I think truthfully, because this is definitely a struggle for me, in our generation, we just didn't have, like, again, our parents were doing their best, but there were no conversations in my house. And I would, I dare say, even not overt modeling around, like, it being okay to say, that doesn't work for me. I'm sorry, I can't do that. It was always just sort of give, 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 please, please, please. And then we end up setting our children up to repeat the same behaviors. So I love the fact I love the fact that you've said the word already in this episode. I want to say two times you used the word bail. <laughs> bail out because uh, that that's a that's, term I've used my entire Joseph's life. That's yeah. influence on my vocabulary. Yeah, I love the fact that my... Uh, 
way of talking has influenced you. <laughs> I've inf- I feel like I've infiltrated like this totally smart, articulate woman, and now you're saying bail. And I'll be really psyched when you say the word bro. Like, bro. dude, bro, check it out. Okay, with all that said, yes. what you're talking about is there's difficult people in everyone's life. Yep. And instead of using the word bail, hey, that's not working out. Why not have that's not working for me conversation with that particular right. child with that so that so that later on in your in your relationships you've already begun to learn those skills. All right, I'm going to go straight to it because the term this woman used, uh, what's her name again? Carissa. Carissa in yeah. Canada, she used the straight up term, mean girl. Yep. Like this girl's being mean, yes. straight up mean. Now, you know, just when I hear that, it's weird because I, I start I just get these feelings like, and, and I don't even know if it's normal, but like. It reminds me of my own children and their experiences throughout life, uh, and when, especially when they were younger. I, you know, as a father, as a parent, as a as someone that loves these people mm-hmm. so much, and then they grow up to not like me at all. Which that's okay. Um, <laughs> it's going to come back around. It's going to come back around. They slowly are. I always say like the relationship with with my kids is like when they're little, they're like they're the, the plane's taking off, yes. we're hitting the runway, and then all of a sudden you hit ten thousand feet altitude. And that's where they're like, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then now like both of them or one of them is coming in for landing. Like dad's cool again. Yeah. That was a sidebar. With all of that said, is it normal though? I'll just be honest. I'm going to be totally transparent, and I don't know if. I think other parents might feel this way, but is this normal feeling that the first thing I have is when someone was mean to my kid, I, I, my first reaction is just bail. Like, I, you know, they're being mean to you. They're not, they're not being nice to you. They pushed you, they shoved you. And then, you know, that, that I don't even know what that germ is inside of my body that gets angry. Right. And, and you know, as we all know, everyone that's listening to the show, we're parenting because we don't want to say and do things that we regret later on. But what do you do when you have that, just that instinct feeling? Is yeah. it instinct? Is it normal to have that, like, don't you mess with my kid? Is that a normal? Absolutely. Feel? And well, okay, so then for the dads, because I've been through it enough that I've yeah. learned to uh, feel that signal, feel that, uh, whatever that trigger word yeah. is. But for the for the parents are like, yeah, I got a two year old, or I got yep. a three year old, and you know what? Someone messed, you know, they they were mean to him at the playground, or or even when you're going to sixth and seventh grade, and people can start being mean to each other, not just girls, boys, yes. boys and boys, girls against girls, it's sure. the whole thing. All of those feelings, like even talking about it right now, I, I remember some of those memories where I was like, I'm driving down there, and yep, it's, it's going down. Yep, I'm going to show up at the school, and I'm totally going to end up on sixty minutes. Like I just like. <laughs> you know, you know, just the guy that not blew the it. local news, full on sixty, 60 minutes. Sixty minutes, orange suit, or, orange suit, <laughs> talking through glass. You know, just like whatever happened to him. Right, you right. know, I just felt that way. Sure. Uh, with okay, I'll stop okay. talking. Is that a so, normal feeling to have, and how do we deal with it? A hundred percent. Okay, I feel. And better. I will even go as far as saying on the record that I think it is important that our children know that we are fiercely protective of them. They need to know as they move through the world that they have other human beings in their corner that would do anything for them, that want to keep them safe, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That's really important. That being said, we have to remember that we're we're on stage and we ultimately, in the same way that if somebody made us angry, like we had our own personal interaction with somebody, you know, in our day-to-day, which we all do, that it wouldn't, the emotions there's no judgment. Of course, you're going to feel angry. You're going to feel scared. You're going to feel whatever. But what you do with those emotions in terms of how they guide your behavior is really the defining, uh, the defining moment. So, and we have an opportunity with our children to both let them know, 
huh, that really bothers me that somebody is treating you that way. I can feel, you know, that makes me angry. You know, I, I think you're great, you know, but let's figure out, let's talk through this together about how do we handle this in a productive way? Because this ultimately you want your children to not emulate like going out there and just like, rah, like, you know, behaving badly or just having big reactions connected to those big emotions that are going to get them into more trouble. So here we go. The teachable moment is how do we then, first of all, deal with our own big emotions. And my advice on that would be go and speak to your partner. Like your kid has just told you that a couple of kids are bullying him or her at school. The first thing that you should do is let your kid know like, wow, I am really bummed to hear that. Oh my God. I'm really talking like you now. (laughs) I'm really, I'm really sorry to hear that. That is not cool. That really makes me angry for you and, and concerned for you. And I get it. And, and then the, but the bigger, anything beyond that, in my opinion, is you go and you hop on the phone with a friend or you, you, you know, grab your partner and be like, I need to talk to you for a minute in the den or in the bedroom or whatever. And you say, I am so furious. Like, I want to kill this kid right now because that is what we feel as parents. Um, and you let that, you give that place, you give it a place to go. And then you either sit down with your partner or you spend some time by yourself thinking about, okay, what do, what do I really want my kid to learn here? How do I really want my kid to be able to move through the world? And how do I guide him or her in doing that? And that really brings us to um, the opportunity to teach our children about setting and receiving boundaries. And so I want to go a little bit into that. And the way that I always teach it, so as part of our Real Girl and Real Boy programs, we spend a lot of time, and I've said this before, on um, this idea of creating healthy a healthy relationship with yourself so you can create healthy relationships with others. And part of the creating healthy relationships with others that's connected to the creating healthy relationship with yourself is this idea of seeing yourself as a temple that you are the gatekeeper for. And, and you're telling your son or daughter this. Yes. Got yes. it. You are a temple. What's a temple? A temple is a sacred place. A temple is a place where people sometimes come to congregate or they come to pray or they come to think or meditate or whatever. It's a special place. You are a special place, a special person. You are also the gatekeeper. What does the gatekeeper of a temple do? Well, the gatekeeper decides who gets in and who doesn't. A gatekeeper decides, like if somebody, I'll always say to the girls or to the boys I'm working with, what if somebody walks up with a big bag of garbage? You're the gatekeeper. What do you do? Do you let them in? Nope. What do you say? I'm sorry, you can't come in right now. You're carrying a big bag of garbage and I don't want that garbage in my temple. And of course, the garbage represents a bunch of things. It represents being spoken to in a way that is unkind. It represents being teased. It represents just whatever the mean mean behavior is. And, And empowering our children with the idea that they have the innate right, they have the personal agency, they have the ability and the right to say, that's not okay with me. And what's important about that that approach, like giving them tools, giving them words to be able to set that healthy boundary is first of all, that's really empowering. Bailing can also be empowering, but it's important that we also not set them up to for this t- thing to either be, well, I either stay and suck it up or I leave. There's no in between. And the reality of human interaction, any human action, interaction, whether it's children or adults or adult and child, whatever, is we are not in each other's heads. And we often bump up against like what guides our behavior in the world as we interact with other people are, huh, okay, well, that person seems to think, I guess they think it's okay that I just scream my face off at them because they didn't say they didn't like it. So I guess that's a comfortable place for me to do that. And so I'm going to do it again. 
right? Because I just got away with it. As opposed to somebody who says, "Mm -mm, you know what? That's not okay with me. In whatever whatever form. I don't want to deal with your garbage. You're in my temple. That's right. I'm the gatekeeper. Doesn't feel good to me. I love, I, I've, never even, I've, I've never even heard those three terms, temple, gatekeeper, don't bring your garbage in. Yeah. It's, it's important. And the thing about using analogies like that with children is because they often think in, in pictures, it's giving them something that they can relate to. And you can think of other parallels to the temple and the gatekeeper, but it's really important. I like temple because it does communicate this notion of like, you're a sacred being. And, and it's partly your job, like as your mom or your dad, it's my job to help protect you in the world, but I'm not going to be with you all the time. So you need to find your own thoughts and your own voice to be able to set boundaries and know that you are 100% right to do that. And in fact, your friends or future friends or acquaintances, peers, whatever, they can't know what you're thinking. So if you don't tell them something's not okay with you, first verbally, and then we eventually get to the bailing when it's like, okay, you've now communicated to this person. They have, because they also have, they are also their own temple and gatekeeper. They have the right to say, well, this is how I want to be in the world. I want to be able to walk around and just like play with you when I want to play with you and like say mean stuff that makes me feel good or it lets me get my own anger out or whatever. I'm sorry, I can't do that. I can't be a, a different version of me. Okay, well, now they've sort of set their own boundary. And when those boundaries are at odds, then there's nowhere to go from there. But at least there's been a conversation. You just say, oh, okay, well, this isn't going to work then. It's not going to work for you to be you and, and be interacting with me. And it's not going to work for me to be me and interacting with you. And so now we've come to a, a conclusion, which is, yes, we're not going to spend time together anymore, but at least we've gone through this process of, of communication and in, internal like introspection. And it's just, there's a whole bunch of bits there that are going to set them up for, um, for future relationships that are going to become more complex as they get older. Everything you say, everything you just said right there, I wish I would have had that analogy growing up because I know right now, like while you were talking, I was like, oh my gosh, my relationships and my own garbage and my, just the way I treated other people's temple, the way I wanted my temple to be treated would have been so different. What a great analogy to teach our kids at a young age, you know, and it might, it might, because- even this week, and and I you know I know I say this you guys all the time you know when when I blow it as a parent which feels like <laughs> you know what time is it today and how many <laughs> how many times did I blow it you know like I literally have to wake up in the morning and and as a father and as a as a partner uh, I have to literally wake up and go okay today you know make sure you don't use your words to hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. And not that like I'm out there verbally abusing people, no, right. but you know, I'm my my tongue sometimes can be very, very sharp. And I think I'm not really hurting anyone. But yeah. you know, so so that's a conscious effort mm-hmm. that I have to do as a parent. Do like, no harm. Do not yeah. I don't want it's my words to hurt people. Uh-huh. I don't want my yeah. But with that said though, even this week, I'm sitting here with my son. We're hanging out. He had gotten this, you know, new uh shirt that he really liked. You know, he dresses, you know, you know, you know, you know when you're Seventh grade, you're yeah. like, hey, I got this, and you're. Yeah. He was so happy when he left, and he had this new little hat. And uh, I don't want to say little because if he ever listened, he'd be like, dude. But but you know, he had his outfit yeah. on, and he was yeah. so proud Feeling of it. Feeling good, yeah. He looked good, you know. And he dresses, you know, he's, he's like kind of like J Crew preppy guy, mm-hmm. like that's what he likes to do, sports guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, some some girls and some kids at school, he came home and he was down, and I noticed the hat was gone, and then mm. I was like, where's your hat? And he's like, oh, everyone said it was stupid, uh. and I'm like. You know, now you guys, I host the show Rad Parenting. You know, I should learn. I should know. I'm telling you, I don't. 
Uh, and he's, I go, he goes, yeah. And, and I, what they, you know, well, you know, don't listen to those guys. Uh, we, yeah, it was, they started making fun of my shirt. They said it was a nightgown. I go, what? And I, I, I now mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it was just like my chest just started sure. getting so tight. Of course. And of I was, course. And he was so visually just bombed. Yeah. And I, and I'm like, ah, you know, yeah. and the only thing that saved me was I went and I did go speak to Karen mm-hmm. and I was like, she could tell I was bummed. Yeah. And, uh, uh and you know, the air was kind of getting let out of the situation. And I said, she's like, I said, you know what, man, I, I know what I'm going to tell him to do. I'm going to tell him, you know, next time those kids say that to him, you know, F you, you know, mm-hmm. just like tell him that. And then Karen had the best response. She's like, really? Is that what you're going to say to yeah. him? And like, when she does that, I'm like, oh God, I'm like. <laughs> You know, I'm like, you're yes. right. Of course, I'm not going to say that. She's like, yeah, because Joe, do you really want him to be the fu guy? Right. And right then, and do you I, want him to be the no, fu guy? No, no. That's what she saying, was saying. She was saying, do you really want him, him to be okay? Got it. Your yeah. son, yeah. to be yeah. the fu guy, right? Like when anyone's and, and and all that went through my head was like, no, right? Because I know that you know. Thank I you, know, Karen, for being the second chamber of sober thought. Yeah, yeah, and it's important. It's and it, important. It really and and I and I and I when I went back and sat down with him. You know, I said, hey, check it out. Your hat's rad. Your shirt's rad. And you know what? You dig it. And if they don't dig it, mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I used to run around with mohawk and earrings yep. and combat boots with shorts yep. and leggings. I think I wore leggings. I think I wore, I think I wore tie-dye leggings. That was my scene. And people were, I don't think tie-dye leggings. But anyway, people were super bummed out on it, but I didn't care. I yep. liked it, you know? And uh, I t- said to him that, and then he was like, okay. Yep. But it was how, when we get those feelings as parents, even when you know it's, the right it's thing, it's difficult. I yeah. know it is difficult, and and I think again, I, just to reiterate, it's it. I think it would have even been okay not for the whole like. I, I, I'm glad Karen stepped in, and I'm glad that you knew and, and just instinctively to be like, I better chat with her. Well, about I only this and knew calm instinctively down. to walk away, and I, I'll tell you right now, before the podcast, I would have said, I would have said, and I'm not proud of this. I would have said, Hey, man, you know, kids say that to you again, man. Yeah. Tell them f you. Yeah. Tell them, you know, blah blah yeah. blah blah, and it just would have been this thing. Right. Now I will say that later on, if he would have came back. And he said he did that. I would have been like, "Oh God, why did I tell him to say that?" Right, that like right. I know that yes. that's wrong. Yes, yes. But now I've developed this. When I get those feelings, I'm able to step away. Yeah. And and have that buffer that I've learned from doing the show with you. And the, and the thing is, like, and it, I think it is always important to. It, whatever whatever decision our children ultimately come to in terms of how they're going to handle those difficult situations, I think what's most important is that they are conscious that they are doing something on their own behalf. Because what happens over time when we feel like we are being treated poorly and we say nothing is it strips us of our sense of empowerment, of our sense of value, and and we will lose our, our sense of like, oh, I have a voice. I can speak up for myself. We keep our children feeling empowered, whatever the line is that they draw. Even if the line is to, you know, I'm not saying anything to these kids because they are not worth my time and energy. Even that is a thing as opposed to, I'm just going to slink into a corner and make myself small and never wear that outfit again. And let me tell you, like, just to put into perspective how long these things, in sixth grade, a very similar example happened, a situation happened to me. It is still with me. And my greatest regret, and I mean, it almost makes me, it almost brings tears to my eyes right now, is that I didn't have the ability to speak up. I didn't have the ability to tell that kid in sixth grade, you know what? I freaking love this outfit. If you don't like it, suck it. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like this is yeah. important because, and so in terms of like back to, you know, the end of Carissa's email, and I think this is the other little bit that we, I, to cover real quick, go ahead. No, I was just going to interrupt really quick. Okay. The yeah. emotion that you're, cause right now everyone yeah. looking at Anaya's yeah. eyes totally look like uh, lakes, you know, like you're, you help, yeah. you, you know, which crying's rad. Like just so everyone knows, um, we've cried on the show. Have we ever cried together on the show? I don't think so. We've okay. probably gotten a little teary together, but now. Right there, though, that emotion that yeah. you had from that outfit and from what the sixth grader said to you yeah. really struck a chord with you. Yeah, and it still helped it's go- still with okay, me. Okay, now is that the reason? Is that is that the reason why our protection for our children is so on high alert because of our own experiences growing up? I mean, right now, am, am yeah. I am I am I just not remembering that someone made fun of me Absolutely. because I wore my Fonzie shirt to there's, school? Or There's my, at know? least two parts to it. Okay. You're absolutely right. Because I was going to say, as I was listening to you talk earlier, I was actually going to make that point that the, the, part of what we are, that big emotion that we feel in that moment, part of it is like legit, like that's my baby. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I brought him or her onto this planet. And it's my job to keep them safe. Um, and the other part is it's absolutely, even if it's on a subconscious level, bringing to the surface your own experiences. Wow. And, and here's the thing is like, I think that sometimes the best guide when we can't figure it out is to tune into that and be like, what would I have, what, what would I have wanted to do if I could go back and do it different? And for me, it would have been just to speak up, not to, not to necessarily punch him in the nose, but maybe that too. But at the very least, it would have been to say something on my own behalf instead of communicating with my silence that that boy speaking to that me, speaking that way to me was acceptable it, so because then that's, like I gave him permission. So basically temple, gatekeeper, garbage, uh, you didn't say anything as a child. So now as we're raising children, they have these experiences that subconsciously trigger an emotion in us. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden that's me saying, go say F you. Yep. So it's, it has nothing to do with my son. It. It's all about- It has something to do. I mean, it has I'm saying it's no, both. It's the trigger yep. of what he's going through. Yep. I see, obviously I get, you know, I see myself in him. I see him feeling this- pain, yep. this, this, oh my gosh, why would they say that? Yep. It triggers it in me. But that's where the trigger and the reaction the that intensity. you had. Wow. Okay. For sure. Gosh, For sure. I'm learning and stuff on this show to know constantly. That. Yeah. And you, and you came up, you came to that on your own. I mean, it, I? It's, it's <laughs> so, yes, you did. And it's so important. And so we can let that guide us and and really tune into how they're feeling, like b- by just going, oh wait a minute, I remember that, or this is pretty big for it just to be about me wanting to be protective of my ten year old. Would that make sense? Why sometimes our reaction and our response to something that happens to our kids is so much bigger than the way they actually feel. Hundred percent. And I, well, I would I would even go as far as saying like there's no question that my oldest daughter, she pushes my buttons, not deliver just more than any other person on the planet. And I, there's no question that it has to do with her tapping into things in me that are brought to the surface. You know, she's now 20. I'm sure I'll go through another round with my younger daughter. She, like, yeah, it's just, so this is an, it's a beautiful opportunity to, to, to get it right. And I think that just a last comment um, on, you know, the last part of Chris's email, which I thought was really great is, you know, she had said, you know, I tried these play dates. I'm a little bit stuck on like, should I, should I talk to the mom? Should I, I am 
always an advocate of at least trying that route, you know, for two ideally conscious adults to come together and be like, here are the, and I've done this. I just went through this with a friend like three weeks ago and our daughters always play together. And I ultimately said, I think it's time for us to like create a little break for them from each other. And let's, you know, this is, here's what I'm going to do with Pythia. You know, um, you know, we talked about what she could do on her end. And to me, that's great because then you, you're co-parenting with another adult and their child. And there's just all, again, like the opportunity for both children to learn and to have a really fruitful outcome is that much greater. Um, It's not always going to work. Sometimes you're going to make the effort and you're going to see, oh, that's why that kid's behaving that way. (laughs) We're not on the same page. And that's okay too. There's still something to be learned from it. Wow. Hey, I got to recap really quick because today what hit me the strongest and I want to share with everyone listening to the show is uh, let our children know, let ourselves know that we're our own temple and we're the gatekeeper and you can't bring garbage into my temple. And if that is happening, I'm going to express myself instead of bailing, instead of going for the initial reaction, which I think if, I, uh, if I'm if i 100% honest with myself subconsciously, that that probably was just poured into my brain in those situations of just being told, hey, it's not happening with that particular person, bail, right. opposed to saying, hey, man, I don't like the way you're treating me. Hey, I don't like the way, you know, I don't, you don't need to make fun of this or that, or having that conversation. And then as a child going, hey, you know what? Not for me, but being able to speak up for ourselves because you said something that is so true and, and it rings so true with 2000, uh, with where we are right now mm-hmm. in, in, in 2017 is, is speaking up for yourselves, having a voice. Yes. Uh, and, 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 and even if that voice isn't heard by every single person around yep. you, just that being conscious that, hey, I did say something. Hey, yes. I did try to make it a difference. It does something for your soul. I'm telling you, practice it today. Just do, just, you know, whoever's listening, like just try it in one little pocket of your life today. And I'm telling you, if you're, if you're conscious about how it feels when you speak up for yourself, it, 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 it has an impact. And on that note, let me just close with saying that it is our children will learn this lesson best if they're not just hearing it from us, but if we are modeling it with our with the interactions that they see us having, whether it's with our partners, our friends, or whatever, seeing that imprints in a different way than just hearing it. And they will be able to emulate that behavior. It, the more often they see it, the better. The words I've learned from you is mirroring. I never <laughs> said that word. The other night I was doing a, I was doing a set. I don't even know where I was. And I and I in the middle of my show, I'm like, well, you know, sometimes when I'm with my son, he mirrors and like the crowd looked at me like, all right, are we going into like <laughs> we're channeling an app? Yeah, here we go. Who brought we're, her to yeah, the show? Yeah. No, but it, it made it it made that happen. And then also the other thing that you always say is that we are on stage, yes. our children are in the audience, and we have a real opportunity to have a learning teaching moment right there. Yeah. And I'm glad though that. Uh, for the for the folks listening, th- that the feelings of protecting at any cost necessary of our kids, even though sometimes we know what we might be thinking and what we might say is wrong, that you take that break, talk to your partner, and then come back. Uh, I, I'm glad that you, that feeling is totally natural. Absolutely. Okay. Because yeah. sometimes I'm, you know, you're you're on your own. You're like, oh my gosh, I am so upset. Yeah. Am I the only one that wants right. to do this right now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pick up the pick up the phone. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, I uh, want to thank everyone uh, once again. Want to thank our friends up in Canada for taking the time yeah, to send this email in. Yay, that Canada. was amazing. Send more questions, more ideas for shows. It's radparenting at gmail.com. Also, uh, text us parenting. 
to 31, 31, 31. And uh, what we're going to let you guys know, Anea's got uh, some road work coming up where she'll be going out there on the road doing stand-up for girls. And I've got a record coming out in April, April 28th. And the name of it is, you ready for this? I am. Right Joe there. Sib, Nowhere Near the Top. <laughs> <laughs> Because that has a picture of me skateboarding on it. So good. There you go. So that's my so first, good. Yeah, first comedy record coming out. So if you text the word uh, parenting to 313131, uh, I'll give you a copy of the record on vinyl. Yay. Oh. What do you I think of it. that? I can't even believe the comeback that vinyl is making. Oh, so much. We'll talk about that so later. So much. We'll talk about it. Yeah, well, awesome. someday, we won't do a show on it, but someday we'll talk about it. <laughs> With all that said, thank you guys so much for listening to Rad Parenting. We appreciate it so much, and we'll see you guys all next week. My name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bogue. And we're out of here. Late. Late.